Imagine loving your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, your master certified coach and midlife mentor. And once again, I'm so glad to be here with you for this week's episode, which is all about five lessons from the first year of the Finally First Club. Yes, it has been a year since I launched my monthly group coaching program, the Finally First Club, and it is a cause for celebration for sure. I wanted to dedicate this episode to some of the common themes that have come up and what we can learn from them. The other thing is that enrollment is opening up again soon, and it is a great gift to give yourself to set you up to get unstuck and more excited about your life again. But first, I have to tell you about something that happened this past week that I think you might just be able to relate to. It's what I like to call a midlife moment. And if you're a regular listener of the podcast, you know that I share these midlife moments pretty often. And I don't know why they always happen to me, but they do. So (laughs) it's my pleasure and honor to share them with you. This week's midlife moment was part of my flu shot experience. And as you probably know, getting a flu shot this year with the pandemic and all feels a bit different. Actually, everything is different. And the process of getting the flu shot was completely different too. Locally here, we were encouraged to get the shots from the pharmacy as well as some doctor's offices. So let's just say that it got a little bit confusing as to how to plan to make this happen. I tried several times with no luck. I called ahead and the pharmacy was out of supply. Sometimes they said they had supply, so I would show up, and they only had the high-dose shot for the seniors. That's the one that was available. Finally, I gave up, and I thought, let's just go online and see what's going on. So I went online and booked an appointment for three weeks out with an actual time for me to show up and get a flu shot with my name on it, an actual appointment and a needle for me. It was being given by the public health nurses, And it was at a community center that I'd never heard of before. It was totally out of my normal stomping grounds. (laughs) I had to use the GPS and everything to find it. But it was all fine. And when I got there, everything was good. Incredibly well organized and things went along tickety-boo. No problems. So I came home, enjoyed the rest of my day, having crossed this off my list. What a relief that was. Now, the next day, I started my day off by taking a shower, something I do every day. I love taking a shower. I love the hot water. I love my lavender scented soap. It's a beautiful 15 minutes. And as I was washing my face, though, I noticed something on my arm. I was confused. What was that? I didn't have glasses on. I was in the shower. I I wasn't sure what it was. It looked kind of like lather from shampoo suds. That's what I thought it was. But wait a minute. I hadn't washed my hair yet. What was it? I panicked a little bit. I touched it to brush it off. It was hard. Oh my God, what was it? (laughs) I felt kind of like Peter Brady. You remember on the Brady Bunch when they were in Hawaii and a tarantula crawled on him and he's like, get it off, get it off of me. (laughs) That's totally how I felt. So whatever this was, this lathery looking thing was hard. I was completely confused and befuddled. I panicked a little bit more. I tried to brush it off again, but it was totally stuck 
It wouldn't move. I started to get grossed out and my mind was spinning. Again, just like in episode 169, I was naked and afraid. (laughs) But then, like a lightning bolt of inspired memory, I remembered my flu shot. (gasps) The mysterious white scary blob was actually the now wet and misshapen cotton ball taped to my arm. I just about died laughing. I had to hold on to the safety bar in the shower. I was laughing so hard. Oh my, the hilarity of it all. So my friend, there you have it. Someone clearly needs to develop reading glasses for the shower. So when I got this idea, I was thinking about it. (laughs) As you can imagine, I thought, hey, maybe somebody already did. So I quickly looked it up. And you know what? It's quite a topic. People are doing all kinds of workarounds to deal with this problem of not being able to see properly in the shower. They're labeling shampoo bottles with Sharpies, buying different colored containers of products, getting frustrated over steamy glasses, using rubber bands on lids to create different textures, and more. It's like a whole subculture of people trying to figure this out. And there was some discussion about wearing prescription sport goggles, too. Now, I make fun of my husband all the time for his prescription sport goggles. It's not nice. It looks so funny, but I can totally appreciate that he can't see. And when you can't see, you got to do something about it. And there I am not being able to see. So prescription sport goggles might be the answer. I laughed at him the first time I saw him wear a headlight about 28 years ago. (laughs) And what do you know? Before I knew it, I needed a headlamp too. I loved it. I mean, it was the best thing. So he knows about these things. So I consulted the link about the prescription sport goggles and about the non-prescription sport goggles, everything about sport goggles. I was now looking it up. So I found this site that had a whole bunch of reviews for sport goggles and anti-fogging products. There you go. Anti-fogging products might be required in the shower if you want to see things like scary blobs on your arm. So I will include the link that I found in the show notes. But just so you know, the number one product ranked there is something called, wait for it, Cat Crap Anti-Fog Spray. (laughs) I don't know why it is called that, but it is. And, you know, now that I'm thinking about anti-fogging spray, I realize again, since my husband knows about these things, that he always has the right product whenever there's scuba diving or snorkeling, any of that sort of thing. He knows exactly what to put in the goggles. So he knows about this sort of thing. Apparently, other people know about this sort of thing. So you got to make sure to send me an email at info at to share your I can't see in the shower stories. So I know for sure that I'm not alone being afraid of the big scary white blob on my arm. I would need to know And if you send me something, if you send me a good story, I will absolutely share the story in the podcast and there might just be a prize for you sharing this with me. Okay, my friend, let's dive in to the topic of the day. Today, we're talking about five of the lessons learned from my midlife membership, the Finally First Club. Finally First is one year old and I can't believe it. Now, technically, I want to be correct. So for about six months before it launched, there was a small but mighty founders group. We met and talked about all kinds of midlife-related myths, 
concepts, and concerns. I bounced ideas off these amazing women and they shared their views. I was so grateful for their input. The experience helped me solidify the scope of the content and what Finally First would actually look like. The founders also helped me come up with the name. And in fact, it was pretty easy to see which name they preferred because of the sound that was made when Finally First was suggested. The sound I heard was, ah, did you hear me? Just like, ah, like a soft, comfortable exhale of understanding and confirmation. And that's what this first lesson is that I wanted to share. Number one, the need to put yourself first is real. It's kind of like you need permission to do it, to put yourself first for a change, right? So as a first lady, because that's your nickname in the Finally First Club, (laughs) you learn how to prioritize what it is that you want now and going forward in midlife. And it turns out that it's not that common to have this concept under control. It's like you forgot how to do it or something. And when you were younger, it was more normal to think about what you wanted. You were in a cohort that was more future focused. And if things weren't clear, you had friends and resources, books, uh, you know, just more comfort figuring it out. So think about how you were when you were thinking about going to college or getting married or deciding if you wanted to have kids or not, or even buying your first home or deciding where you wanted to live. You and your friends were doing these things more or less at the same time. But now things are different. You might be going through these experiences with people you know, but there's not as much ease around finding out your next steps. And the biggest reason for this seems to be because it feels weird, kind of indulgent or selfish. There's a lot of discomfort with actually focusing on what you want and what you need at this point in your life. It didn't used to feel so indulgent because you were more used to doing it. But after two or three decades of not putting yourself first, it becomes less familiar, like an atrophied muscle, you know? So sometimes you recognize the yearning or the urge to become more first in your life, more of a priority, but you're stopped by this indulgent feeling, which of course is coming from the way you're thinking about whatever it is, that it's too much and it's not for you, basically, either too much money or too much time, too many resources just for you. So that seems to be super common, uh, angsty type of issue for us midlife gals and an area that we need to work on because what the heck, if you don't put yourself first, nobody will. So here's what one of the first ladies in Finally First said. I learned that I have to put me first sometimes and I'm going back to what I learned as a kid and bought a new camera and signed up for an online photography course. So good. And another first lady shared this. I learned to treat commitments to myself with the same level of importance that I give to commitments to other people. So if I say I'm going to stick to my eating plan, I should just be as committed to that as I am to meeting a friend for coffee. Such a great insight. So these are some of the examples of what's possible when you put yourself first. You have to have your own back to be happier and more fulfilled. The second lesson that has been made abundantly clear is that it's important to challenge your views on so many things, specifically the way you think about your age and the way you think about productivity. Now, by the time you're this age, you've had a few decades to get used to thinking certain ways about certain things. Many of your go-to thoughts haven't been questioned or challenged in years. 
Now, the problem with this is that sometimes these old thoughts and beliefs, they just don't work for you anymore. They don't serve you. They don't help you attain your goals. They aren't working for you. So when you get coached, you get asked certain questions pretty regularly, and they aren't that complicated, but they are so powerful in their simplicity. And one of the questions is, why? And the other question is, well, what do you make that mean? Now, it's pretty fun to watch your expression when asked that question for the first time about something you've never questioned. So here's what I mean. The thought, I'm too busy. I'm too busy. I'm too busy. (laughs) I'm sure you say it. When you think this or catch yourself saying it, you typically just accept it as a fact, as a truth. But when you say it to a coach, she will ask you about it. Why are you choosing to think this? See what I mean? A question like that can be jarring. You don't think of it as optional. I'm too busy. It doesn't feel optional. But how might you answer this question? Why do I think I'm too busy? Because I am. I don't have time to think. I'm rushing around doing all the things. Period. You see what I mean? Not even aware that there's wiggle room in there somewhere. There are choices for how you think how you feel, and what you do that you simply don't see. And then the really revealing question, what do you make being too busy mean? Ah, here we go. What might you say? What do you make being too busy mean? What might you say? That being busy means you're productive? That you just can't say no? That saying no is wrong? That you have difficulty planning? better than you do? Who knows? But can you see the power of the question and the importance of being curious about what you think? So many first ladies talk about the difficulty that they have creating a pause in their lives, like creating downtime, getting enough sleep, focusing on themselves, nurturing their souls, when it doesn't fit with the traditional way to think about being productive. You see what I mean? So there's a lot of difficulty creating that pause when there's a disconnect with the way they think about being productive. So that's a great thing to work on when you're on a mission to be more intentional about your life. And then there's your belief about your age. You may think you're cool with aging and your specific age, but are you? Do you have thoughts about what's appropriate to wear at your age? How long your hair should be? how much money you should be making by now, what color eyeshadow you wear, what about skincare, plastic surgery, what opportunities you have, and how much you're limited by your age. Do you think the best is yet to come? Do you believe you're older and wiser or just older? Do you think that younger is actually better? Do you celebrate your birthday? Do you feel comfortable sharing your age out loud? And so on. So you can think what you want, but it's important to like your reasons for thinking what you think. As you know, what you think creates the way you feel. And if you're bumming yourself out by repeatedly thinking thoughts that make you feel bad, it's not a great situation that you're creating for yourself. So one first lady shared this insight. The more intentional thought work I do, the more I realize how ingrained my thinking is. Old habits, that is unhelpful thought patterns, are hard to break. Exactly. So we totally work on this and the progress made is so exciting. Okay, now the third lesson that's interesting 
is that even though you feel stuck and confused, it's highly likely you're already on the path forward to more fulfillment, but you don't recognize it. Being in a midlife funk is no joke. It feels so confusing, so mucky, so hopeless sometimes. And it's so weird too, because I bet that you haven't been stuck like this in quite some time, decades probably. And when you're in it, you have no clue how to get out of it. Eventually, you embrace the realization that you need some help. You buy books, you listen to podcasts, you ask everyone you know, and then you might even hire a coach or join a program just like the Finally First Club. And then you get more help applying the concepts that you're learning because you're trying so hard and learning lots of amazing personal development type things. And then you open the door to mindfulness practice too, and away you go. When you get the right mentorship, coaching, and support, you're able to start putting the pieces together. You see the clues. And you know what? You usually see that there are clues everywhere that you just haven't been able to notice or understand. And that's what is so beautiful about the Finally First Club. You see the clues, you slowly start putting the puzzle pieces together that will lead you forward to a fulfilling next chapter. And you do it within a supportive and safe community of like-minded women. You'll also see and hear them being coached, and that also helps you see things that you haven't seen before. This new appreciation for your experiences in life becomes something that ends up being super helpful, and you see what you want and what you don't want in this context so much easier. It all helps you become more intentional about your next chapter. So good, and that's the point. (laughs) Okay, now the fourth lesson is related to the third lesson. It's that being intentional about being in a growth community is a beautiful gift worth giving to yourself. As I mentioned, you start to really feel that you're not alone. And what's really great is being with other women who are not just about the same age and stage that you are, but they're also craving the growth, the forward momentum. They want more happiness. They want more insight. So it's not just that you're the same age or that you've all been working 20 years. It's also that you're ready to grow. You want to grow. You're in it to grow. And I like to call this part maxing your midlife. You're maxing it with insight and with an amazing community of like-minded women, and it is so worth it. It's cozy, like your grandma's Afghan on the couch, and you want to be there. And now the fifth lesson, it's both uncomfortable and fun to grow, plain and simple. You start to feel less afraid and uncomfortable about the process of growth and see that while doing this kind of self-development and mindfulness work on yourself and being more intentional about self-care, relationships in your career, you see that it all can be challenging, but it can also be super fun, right? So it's both uncomfortable and fun to grow, and that's okay. You end up leaning in to all of it. You laugh more. You feel some discomfort, but you also feel more confident. You slowly get more curious, and you also get more clarity. You see that there is more out there for you. You feel support. You feel more courageous. And overall, you feel lighter and have more fun 
being in your own skin, however old and amazing that skin is. What's really happening is that you're more comfortable with the present and also are more okay with the process of getting where you want to go. One first lady said this, I came with a focus on my career and have enjoyed learning about the thread of what was providing joy throughout my life. And also this from another first lady who described what she's really getting from Finally First. Being more conscious of my thoughts and knowing that I have power to direct my thoughts to drive different results. And one more insight. I learned that my negative thoughts are magnified when they just float around in my head. When I get them on paper and run them through a thought model, I'm able to be more rational about them and make a plan for how I want to think and feel about these things. Wow, right? The first ladies of the Finally First Club have weighed in. It's okay for it to be hard and then do it anyway because it's what you've decided that you want to do. But to do it, you have to put yourself first. Tom Sterner, the author of the book, The Practicing Mind, said, when we make staying focused on the process our real goal, we experience a sense of success in every moment. Now, what a change that is from when you're just stuck and confused and, of course, miserable about being stuck and confused. Putting yourself first by surrounding yourself with tons of midlife goodness, coaching, mentorship, community, and connection, it helps you stay focused on the process of your real goal. And that's why you've just heard so many testimonials from first ladies in the Finally First Club that are so positive, upbeat, confident, clear, and insightful. You can feel this way too. You can feel more success in every moment, but you can't do it when you don't put yourself first. What a year it's been. It's totally rewarding for me too to have used everything I learned as a master coach and somebody who works specifically with midlife women to bring a group coaching program like the Finally First Club to you in such an accessible and affordable way. So in the nutshell, Finally First is a monthly coaching program where I teach lessons and help you apply the concepts in your life and am available to mentor and coach you along the way. It is really fun. It's a fun and comfortable way to get clarity and focus for your next chapter. I'm also there to answer your questions. And just like the whales that I adore, we take a deep dive into your own thought work so that you can finally get unstuck and move forward, even now at your age, whatever it is. So ask yourself, are you tired of feeling stuck about what you want? Are you getting bored with feeling confused about what you want to be when you grow up? Would you like to get excited about your life again? If you answered yes to these questions, please give yourself the gift of clarity. Allow yourself to be happier. Take responsibility for your fulfillment. Go from last on the list to finally first. You can become a first lady. Join the Finally First Club. We're waiting for you. And seriously, I'm not just kidding around. We are waiting for you. We know you're amazing. We want you to come and play. So here's what to do next. If you're listening to the podcast in real time, enrollment is opening up again next week. But no matter when you're listening, just go ahead and get on the VIP waitlist at www.iamfinallyfirst.com so you don't miss a thing or an opportunity to get in on the bonuses for joining. 
that's it. If you're on the list, you'll find out when the next enrollment is whenever you get on the list. You can read all about it at www.iamfinallyfirst.com. Do this for yourself. You don't have to feel like you're wasting time. You can believe that the best is yet to come. I'm here for you. Take action to regret-proof your life and make sure that next year you're finally first. All right, that is it for today. As you know, my focus as a midlife coach is to help you waste less time spinning and feeling stuck about aging, about empty nest, about relationships, about your career, and about being more compassionate towards yourself about all of it. It's time to get excited about your life again. Remember, being the queen of your brain domain is the best way to be. For show notes and links, head over to www.coachwithsusie.com. Let's do this, ladies. It's time for you to put yourself first, one thought at a time. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you next week. 